touch of your lips, dear, but much more for the touch of your whips, dear. You can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango. Say our love is a flame, not an amber. Say it's me that you want to dismember. Uh, blacken my eye, set fire to my tie as we dance to the masochism tango. At your command, before you here I stand, my heart is in my hand. Yes. Welcome everybody once again to the A Slut Podcast, the Advice, Sex, Love, Understanding and Trust podcast, um, which is also it's been brought to my attention. A slut could be anti-slut shaming as well, so I'll throw that in there as well. Why not? Uh, again, guys, you can contact us through the socials. Uh, it's the same same tag across all of them at a slut podcast, uh, at the a slut podcast, I should say, uh, and that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on SoundCloud as well, where it's hosted. You can find us on iTunes like that as well going to be working on getting onto Spotify, but that might come in a wee, in a wee bit time uh, in the future. So we also do have the email that you can, you can contact me on, uh, which is the podcast at gmail.com. For any feedback, any questions, anything you might want to add into there, uh, you're more than welcome to do that. I like uh, interacting with everybody who's listening and going it from there. So that's, um, yeah, that's a thing. So this week... This week we have a truly amazing person, a truly, truly amazing guest coming in. Uh, one of, I, say, I, I feel like I say this every week, but it's, it's again, it's one of my favourite people. Um, she has done sex work uh, around the world. She's done it in New Zealand, in the UK. So we talk a little bit about that and how you get into sex work and everything like that. Uh, how sex work differs between obviously having sex for a job and personal sex and um, what kind of kinks are into sexual history how how the sex all started um, with, with her her name is Riley Justin um, she is absolutely gorgeous in every sense of the word um, somebody that I've had a crush on for a very long time but uh, nothing's really happened but that's okay I don't mind that uh, it's got to be mutual between two people of course but um, Without any further hesitation, welcome to Riley Justin. There's a burlesque theater where the gang loves to go To see Queenie, the cutie of the burlesque show And the thrill of the evening is when out Queenie skips and the band plays a polka while she strips. Take it off, take it off, cries a voice from the rear. Take it off, take it off, soon it's all you can hear. But she's always a lady, even in pantomime. So she stops, and always just in time. She's as fresh and as wholesome as the flowers in May. And she hopes to retire to the farm someday. But you can't find a farm until you're up in the chips. So the and welcome to the podcast today, Riley Justin. How are you doing? Yeah, good. All right. So tell us a wee bit about yourself, first of all. Uh, well, I'm Riley. Um, I'm 24. Um, 
I'm Kiwi Girl and I've been with a sex worker for four years, four and a half years now. Cool. And you've been enjoying that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you're in, in Christchurch mainly doing that or do you travel around or what's the deal with that? Um, mainly Christchurch. I've done some in Auckland, uh, Hamilton and also in the UK. In the UK? Ooh, that's a wee bit different. <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it legal in the UK? Um, the laws are a bit different to here because here it's comple- completely decriminalised. Yeah. Um, so over there, uh, independent sex work is legal. Mm-hmm. Um, advertising and all of that is legal. Mm-hmm. Um, but brothel keeping is illegal. So you have to do it on the street? Um, not so much on the street. You don't really see that happening. Well, I didn't. Um, there's a lot of stuff online that you can do with advertising and all that kind of thing. Yeah, now that that's interesting. Now, obviously, with with the states who have done, um, oh, what's it, Fever? Fester Foster. That's it. Yeah. So yeah. they what they did is they changed um, some of the internet laws mm. so that um, the internet the internet site hosting the the. The alleged, content, yeah, yeah so the content user, can get so Yeah, so they are now responsible for their user-generated content. So things like Backpage, like Craigslist. Um, See, I love Craigslist. <laughs> I, I got laid so much from Craigslist, but when, like, in New Zealand, and when I was in New York for a month as well. Oh, really? Oh, it's so huge in New York, I'm not going to lie. Was this pre-Tinder? No, no, I had Tinder as well. I was using both. <laughs> but at least with, with um, Craigslist, the ad was... Really simple. That after sex, right? right? Whereas Tinder, it can be misconstrued, and it can be, I want to find somebody. I want to, yeah. you know, it's all a whole bunch of different things that that you can put on that you can portray on Tinder. Yeah. And I'm very, very forward. Really. <laughs> you know this I didn't well. Get that. <laughs> you know this well. But Tinder, I don't like offending people by the same token, right? I'm very forward, but I don't like offending people or making people feel bad. So that's why Tinder's a wee bit iffy for me, especially in New York. I didn't know anyone there anyway. Yeah. Um, And if I match with somebody, I'd be like, hey, let's get it on. Oh, no, because you did it. Because I get that here where they're like, Mm. I'm just in town for a night. And I'm like, yeah, bullshit. Okay, (laughs) you're just using this as like a limited time only kind of thing, trying to get me in your bedroom. But... But then sometimes it is real, and it's yeah. I can see why yeah. you'd be more like. But it's just easier on Craigslist because yeah. there's an ad up there. They go, "Hey, I want this," and you're like, "Hey, I want this too. <laughs> Let's go and have some fun in the middle of a park somewhere." <laughs> and yes, I've done it in in Central Park in New York. Oh, amazing! <laughs> Take that off the back of that. Oh right? hell yeah! There's no two ways about that. <clears throat> I try. I tried to um get into the friend's apartment as well to do it in there. <laughs> no luck? No. Yeah. No, I did do it in the bathroom sort of, you know the show Cheers? Which yeah. was like the precursor to Frasier? Yeah. Um, I did it in the toilet of the <laughs> bar that, che- that Cheers was in Boston. Amazing. Boston, I'll tell you what, Boston is my kind of town. Right. Um, where there's enough going on that it's not boring like Christchurch can be at times. Yeah. But it's not so huge that... Um, that it's always moving, like New York is. Right. Like they say, New York is a city that never sleeps. Right. Until you that. until you go there, you don't actually realize how true that is. It just keeps going. Like especially if you head to Times Square, it's just this big array of advertising boards. Oh yeah, I've seen them. And that goes twenty four hours a night, uh, twenty four hours a day, night, whatever, twenty four seven. That thing goes. And I'm sitting there going, and there's a whole bunch of hotels and stuff. 
like I'm right next to him. I'm sitting there going, how, how, how can you sleep? Because, you know, I was like a five minute subway ride and a th three minute walk to the subway and then like a five minute subway ride too. Two Did times. Go well, I've never been to New York, so yeah. the subways go overnight. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The subways go 24 hours as well. And I'll tell you what, I was genuinely surprised at how efficient the subway system there was. Because you know how the the amount of people hop on there was. I imagine it'd be a very different experience for women going onto a subway and what it would be for men. I've heard lots of stories about women getting touched up and felt up and yeah, you hear about that in kinds Japan of growth. Well. Oh, I had it in Japan. Really? Yeah, I got touched up in Japan. Oh my god. Because um, yeah. I used to be very, very blonde. Yeah. Um, I'm still like a dirty blondish now. Oh, they would have gone nuts for that. Yeah, so Definitely. curly hair, yeah. blonde, blue eyes. I got accosted by a lot of men on trains. <laughs> Not that I was against being accosted by <laughs> men on trains. Um, but, you know, this is when I was, oh my god, it was like... 99, 2000? No, yeah, no, it must have been later than that. How old were you? I think it might have been 2003. I've got the pictures yeah. up on the wall that I have a date on it. I was young. Yeah. You know, pubescent at least. Oh boy. But certainly yeah. underage. But at that point, I was, I think back on it now, I wasn't against, I'm not against them doing that now, because that's kind of cool. Mm, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of that turns me on a little bit. Oh, but back, but back then, would have been a I, I, no, back then in my high school, you were straight. Oh you yeah. Know? Yeah. Being gay was this awful, awful thing, and you know, yeah, straight down the line. So it creeped me the fuck out <laughs> then. No one does it to me anymore, which sucks. Aww. I don't. I, I wouldn't mind getting felt up every so often. <laughs> At, le at least I feel wanted at that point. <laughs> I haven't been touched in a while now. <laughs> but anyway, we we've digressed quite a bit <laughs> Just here. Just a little, yeah. Back, back so to Sister Foster, yeah. yeah. So it stops, um, it, it um, takes out the... I'm trying to remember so, the so basically, yeah, They're the, liable for the content. All yeah. of the content that's on there. So, so these pages now have brought down their, their casual encounters and then, yeah. you know, all that sort of thing, which makes it more difficult for... Yeah, so back page was seized, uh, my red book and Meat Boy were all seized. Right. Um, and, and then Craigslist just took down their casual yeah, encounters. Yeah, that was preemptive when they found out they were going, because the laws aren't specifically supposed to be targeting sex work. Yeah. Um, they're targeting, apparently... Uh, sex trafficking, yeah, and particularly yeah, right. underage. Um, but they've mainly. Well, I don't. I haven't heard enough of what they're actually doing to help those people. Mm -hmm. But I've heard a lot of what they're doing to fuck over consensual sex work and, yeah. and survival sex work. So there are a couple of different different types of sex work. Do tell. Do tell. <laughs> um, so sort of survival sex workers, so people that can't hold down a job or or but for whatever reason, whether that's childcare, um, mm -hmm. illness, or that kind of thing, people that know that they can make a good amount of money in a short amount of time um, yep. to help with their mental health, they just need the cash, right. whether to support themselves or their family. Would you say drug habits fall under that as well? I'd say so, mm. yeah. Okay, and then you've got... Consensual sex work. Um, and there are probably other types, but these are the main two main that two. I sort of... 
So consensual sex work is somebody who actually wants to go this and do this for a living. And then something, of course, like sex trafficking, where it's non-consensual. Yeah, of um, course. They're either being brought from another country specifically for it or being coerced into it. Well, that's um, not happening in Mex on the Mexican border oh now, is it? <laughs> Man. So this was, the, yeah, just, just so that people know that we're not completely out of date, this was recorded a wee while ago. Um, so this is current for when we're when this is being recorded. Um, so, yeah, we're not out of date. It's just, it's happening now. It's topical now, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. So, um, obviously you noted on sex work and you travel around. That yeah. The whole sister foster thing, that doesn't affect you now, does it? Um, so it doesn't affect me. It, it has affected um, sex workers in New Zealand um, in some way in that it is harder to get uh, hosting if you want your own website. Right. You cannot go with a US host. So, so it has to be a New Zealand host now? Um, it could be other countries that allow that sort of thing because right. it's sexually explicit content yep. often. Yeah. Um, I think some other countries could probably pull you up on the fact that you're advertising sex work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Squarespace um, is an absolutely not. Um, I know some workers in the UK have built websites on Wix and mm-hmm. WordPress, but then they have to switch to different hosts. Oh wow! Because um, no US host will will host the sex work. That's a wee bit rough. Um, there were some workers, particularly sort of survival sex workers in mm-hmm. New Zealand, that were using Backpage. Yeah. Wasn't as rare as you think. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they have either had to go on the street, find an agency, or fork out for. A New Zealand girls advertising, which yeah. can be really expensive. Yeah. It, what I find kind of interesting is, um, you note you noted on the web hosting side of things, yeah, that Americans and the American side won't host websites um, for for working girls, right? Mm. Go, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> How can they be against anything sex? Their whole advertising campaign is sexualized. Their 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 name is sexualized. <laughs> But yet they wouldn't host um, sex workers. I think it's because it's out of their hands, because it's US mm. law. Well, no, I, I feel as though technically law. they still could. Maybe. But, but they'd be liable if anything happened. Yeah. 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 So it's it's more of a self-protection uh, thing more Definitely, than anything else. Yeah, it was... Um, I'm trying to remember, but... Like, oh. I didn't know all the terminology because <laughs> I did do a presentation on this and I learned all the um, right. our amend- amendment names and all that sort of thing. But yeah. that gone. Not so much anymore. <laughs> it, it, you're not you're not thinking of the Third Amendment Roe v Wade where the women's rights do. No, no, way. no, no. It was the um, Communications Decency Act. Okay. Um, amendment amendment to that. Okay. Right. Strong words out there. Now. <laughs> yeah, look, look. Bananas. Amendment. Federal. <laughs> government. That's a thing. I'm sure the governments are the. Um, yeah. Well, I don't think our government's too bad at the moment. It could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. We could have the disgrace to the name Simon, Mr. Bridges in charge. <laughs> Um, who thought it would be a great idea to put an oil well where the only habitat of Hector's dolphins were a couple of years ago. Do you know what? I laughed at this. What? Simon Bridges, right? He's coming to Christchurch, right? And he's doing a, the Q&A sort of thing. Yeah. He's doing it at the Christchurch Bridge Club. <laughs> Bridges at the Bridge Club. 
I can say why that was. And the other part about this, what's your demographic that plays bridge? Do you think? Uh, I'd say older. Yeah, yeah, kind of the national way, really. I it? wasn't going to say it, but if you've said it, yeah. But for the most part, it is, you know. So I had to laugh at that. Mm. I had to laugh. We've digressed again because that's what we do on this podcast. We try and talk about something and we end up talking about something completely different because <laughs> I can't stay on topic. It's, it's not as fun no. to stay on one topic. No. I like to float around. The guys listening have probably learned that by now. So that's absolutely fine. Um, so how did you get into sex work? Uh, so I sorted out um, in my second year of university. Right. Oh, at the beginning of the year. Um and I had a friend who was also interested, so her and I went into the NZPC, mm-hmm. which is the New Zealand Prostitute Collective. Yep, I know them well. They have a branch on Walton Road. Yep, um, yes, they deliver all their loot. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> and they sell, for anyone interested, they sell very cheap loot and condoms. Because yep. um, I actually saw condoms at the supermarket for the first time kind of recently, and they're fucking expensive, man. So I don't really pay attention to the supermarket right, because right. I am used to getting them from from wherever, sure, like the sure. doctor or whatever. It's like twenty dollars for a twelve pack, mm. and that's insane to me. Well, you can get them for free at most sexual health clinics as well, can't you? Yeah, Surely. yeah. Well, there's usually an age limit on that. Or your GP. Or the GP, yeah. Um, but there you got um, two dollars a dozen, um, mm-hmm. cheap loo. You can also get sponges and um, all that sort of thing. So we went there, and the ladies there were really, really helpful. They called. A parlor called LA Girl, mm-hmm. um, and just said, "Are you looking for workers?" Basically, <laughs> uh, so her and I then got in my car and we went over to LA Girls and we met Anna, mm-hmm. the lady who owns it, and had a bit of an interview. And then I started on the Tuesday. <laughs> so yeah, you made was... a weird hand movement as you said started. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, a, I'm... <laughs> right. It, it, it surprised me, I guess, because I've been working for the site, like having. Normal, normal, quote unquote job um, since I was 14, and sort of you're, you're used to this long employment process of mm-hmm. TVs and interviews and callbacks right, yeah. and, and training and all that sort of thing. And it was like, hey, do you want to start in four days' time? I, I, I would love to see the training involved <laughs> for sex work. That would yeah. be fantastic. <laughs> it's funny because a lot of websites um, will say, and they, they usually have like an employment. Opportunities, sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, um, which is a misuse of the word employment because they are contractors. Right. Um, but anyway, um, and they say like, no experience necessary, full training provided. <laughs> so sort of like, I don't know what training because I've never had any training. Yeah. <laughs> you just sort of like went in there and went right. Yeah. Fun? <laughs> Basically, I can yeah definitely still remember my first day. Tell me about it. Okay. Tell me about it. So I was twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the phones, of course, I was 18. Brand new to the industry. Of course, yeah. Um, my name was Marla. Mm-hmm. That was my, my first name, because of course you have another name for privacy and all that. Sure. Um, and also in your own head to com- compartmentalise things and just keep things separate. Keep things separate, right. Um, but yeah, so we go in and we, you know, there was another girl there, uh, Candy, with two eyes, because oh, that oh, is how you magnificent. do it. Magnificent, yep. Um, and she was really sweet. Um, so her, her and I and Anna, mm-hmm. who's the receptionist, not owner, uh, and I had two clients that day. The first one um, was a regular of the business, and it was a central massage. So you have central massage and you have full service. Right. Um, and I came out of the booking 
and I picked up my phone and I had seven missed calls from my mother <laughs> and it just spooks me the hell out because obviously Amazing. she doesn't know anything about it even now. Wow. Um, but yeah, and then later on that evening I had my first call service mm-hmm. um, and then I went home. And how, how were those experiences for you? Um, <laughs> it was interesting to say at least because I had, at that time I had a partner. Mm-hmm. And, and I did went, they know? Yes, okay. of course, That's of good. course. Good. Um, we have girls, well, I have girls that I work with that their partners don't know and I don't understand how they can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he well, isn't that technically cheating then? I think so. Because you're, you're having to place. deceive your partner. Yeah, because that's where, um, when, when I think of cheating, mm-hmm. it's... If you're hiding something, yeah, that agreed. You should, yeah, I've said that many times on this podcast. Um, oh, it's handy to we think that. So, um, I told him, and he went, "Okay, so how are you going to do it safely?" And that mm-hmm. was like the best response that I could have got. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so he and I chatted about it, and he checked in on me after my first shift, and it was going like that. So nothing went wrong or anything like that. No, no, I've only. I mean, I'm not going to pretend it's all, you know, sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. I've only had a couple of really bad experiences mm-hmm. in the four years. Um, I know, no, I'm lucky with that as well. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, the other jobs I've had have been more traumatizing. What, regular know, jobs? Or? Yeah, like hospital jobs <laughs> and working in tourism and that kind Hospital's of thing. Hospital's always traumatizing. Yeah, hospital, man. Fuck hospital. So, while you were going through... Let's let's start with the first one, right? The massage, sure. right? Uh, explain what are your feelings as you as you're doing this? You're sitting there going, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, or um, well, I've sort of been talked through the basic process of a booking, um, and I still pretty much follow this right. to the day because it's always worked for me. Fair enough. And it's I divide the time into thirds, um, and I sort of in the first third I'll try to give a massage and waste a bit of time, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but a small talk if they're into it or not, um, and then you sort of flip them over or, or they'll take the charge because it's pretty 50-50 whether they know what they want or whether they're just there for the experience and yeah. they want you to sort of take charge with it sure. and structure the, the whole experience. It yeah. sounds really clinical if I say it like that, but it <laughs> is. Um, and then, yeah, get, get down to it, I guess. No, you're going to have to elaborate a little more than get down to it. Oh, I'm pretty sure most people listening are new. Well, do you give a beach or...? Yeah, yeah, you do, uh, if they want it. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, with the the laws of New Zealand, with it being completely decriminalised, there are regulations regarding the work that we do. Yeah. So, protection is Is a must. must. Surely, yeah. Um, And you get the odd guy that tries to thwart that. Um, There are actually fines and penalties and charges and stuff that can come along with that. Technically, if they're not using a condom when they said that they have, or said that they are, do you, I I would consider that sexual assault. Absolutely, yeah. So there have been men that have been fined for assaulting sex workers because Mm -hmm. they have not used protection when the worker thought that they were. Right. Um, Should be more than a fine, though. Yeah, I'd say, but it's, it's, um, it's, I'm really glad that there are consequences, yeah. and also because you can, it's, I don't know if you've, you've seen this sort of process, and it applies in a lot of situations with guys where you're, well, not you because you're a guy, but um, we see women out in the bar, and um, a guy will be hitting on her, if she says, I'm not interested, that's not enough, but if she has a boyfriend, she's 
you know, there's an outer protection mm-hmm. because just her opinion and her consent often isn't enough to persuade yeah, a guy to. Which is fucking gross. It's bullshit, yeah. Um, but it does help to have that pot, like, be like, look, it's the law. Yeah. Um, right. That sort of thing was missing in the UK. Um, oh, right. I found, yeah. Um, it's pretty standard over there um, for workers to give natural blowjobs. <coughs> Excuse I, me. Yep. Um, I made a point of not doing it just for my, because even in my own life, I try to use protection for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I managed to get away with it by saying it was sort of um, the the policy of the establishment I was working in to use them mm-hmm. um, because a lot of them were saying Yeah, I think it's probably the same thing. Absolutely. Not herpes. Not many. Not many of them uh, would. Shower beforehand. Uh, the, 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 the business owner was really stingy. Um, and that she, what the girls wouldn't? Are you saying? Or the no, guys? No, no, the guys. Okay. Um, she was really insistent that you only allow the client one shower, for or after, not both. Um, which yeah is, is pretty gross. I think yeah. she. I I didn't like her that much, but I you know I had an income and I had a safe place to work. So yeah, fair enough. Prefer that to trying to work from home or, or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so sort of in that way take take the bad. Yeah. So the 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 clean up then, I guess is they come in the condom and you just tie it up. Do you get them to tie it up or do you tie it up <laughs> and throw it out? Uh yeah, I got pretty used to, to yeah just a couple of tissues. And it's just like normal. You yeah. Get rid of it. So talk us through I guess a general full surface. Okay. For those who don't. <laughs> I'm right. I'm enjoying the shit out of this because you're getting really <laughs> giggly and really nervous about it, and I'm having fun. No, uh, I mean, it's mainly it's because there's a microphone. Like, I'll I'll say there's not much I won't talk about. But um, sorry. <laughs> this is great. I'm loving it. Pristine podcasting right here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so it's, I actually did. I'm re- rewriting the website at the moment. Right. I'm rewriting the website and I'm helping our receptionist um, redo the website. Um, and so we've actually written a section of like what to expect. Because a right. lot of guys, she said, call her up and they're like, I'm not really sure what to expect in the room, especially mm-hmm. if they're from another country mm-hmm. um, where they might not The rules might be a wee bit different or, yeah, or whatever. Um, yeah. So I helped her write that because she hasn't worked before. Right. <laughs> but. Uh, you know, bring them in. They well, they often they'll come in as a walk-in, mm-hmm. walk-ins, which is funny because that's what you call them at a restaurant. Yeah, because people just walk in. Um, and they'll sit down, and all the girls will come out. Oh, and getting some insatiable again. Was it coming in for a service or eating out? <laughs> <laughs> Depends what you're up for. Um, so the. The girls will come out one by one and introduce themselves to the client, and then the client will speak to the receptionist about who they'd like to see. Um, they'll pay the receptionist, the receptionist will throw them into a room. Um, <laughs> just pick them up and <laughs> just jab them through. Yep, there, there you go. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then we, the other girl, come in, um, give them a towel so they have to shower beforehand, mm-hmm. um, pick them in, then they'll come back into the room. She'll probably undress or high, I guess. Um, massage, mm-hmm. um, bit of a handy, and then condom goes on, blowjob, and then sex, and then depending on how much time you have, some of them will just up and leave. 
Mm -hmm. um, some of them want to have a chat or a bit of a cuddle. Depends on what depends they're into. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's a whole wide array of things. Really. Yeah, yeah, and depending on because they can book different times. Mm -hmm. So some, you know, from 15 minutes to an hour to more. Um, sometimes they'll book for an hour and they'll be here day and a half an hour and they just decide they want to leave. But they still paid for the full hour? Yeah, so oh, right. I'll say, oh, you know, you, you have time left. And I'm like, oh no, it's okay. And I'm not going to try to convince them because then <laughs> I'm going to be able to sit in the lounge for half an hour on my and, phone and be and paid. paid. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. So, you, you said that sometimes things have gone wrong, mm. right? Would you like to elaborate on that or would you yeah. rather leave that? Yeah, I can do that. Um, so, I I can only really remember one and occasionally it's just that I've gone into work in a bit of a weird headspace right. and it hasn't helped me. Yeah, okay. Um, or sometimes, uh, when I was working in the UK, um, when I said that the lady that owned the place, her and her husband, um, that like she'd never worked mm -hmm. and so she didn't get it. Right. Um, and that can be kind of tough because there are a lot of things that go on in your head with that. So I remember one day that I was actually going uh, on a trip I was, when I was living in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, so I worked from 10 a.m. I was supposed to finish at 8 p.m. Those mm -hmm. were the main hours that we were open. Long shift? Oh, not too bad. The places in Auckland are a lot longer because they're overnight. Right. They work from 6 p.m. to 7 a.m. Yeah. Okay. So it's pretty tough. Um, so I went in and it was, I was the only girl on. And so I did nine bookings. And that's my PB, my personal You were getting smashed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they weren't all full service bookings. Thank <laughs> Christ. Yeah, that would, have, that would have started to hurt towards the end, surely. Oh, uh, no. I mean, as long as you do it right, you can sort of... I feel as though some of these guys don't do it right, though. I know, but I know how to make them do it right. Oh, okay. So it's fine. Like, okay. I know how to... You take control and... Yeah, yeah, especially, yeah. Um, so, continue. With, yeah. What went wrong? Um... So I'd done the nine booking yep. and the receptionist. Actually, you keep talking. I'm gonna go get a drink. Okay. Just keep talking. I am still here. Alright. <laughs> Bye. Um. So the receptionist who was working, Dave. Yeah. He's great. He was amazing. Um. Not like me. Sure. Um. And he was like, "Hey, look, you've done nine bookings. Do you want to go home?" And I said, "Yes, please." <laughs> and then the owner, the the husband. Uh, had a go at him and I just letting me go home early. Is that because there were no other girls there to take up the cycle? Um, I'm not really, like, it's kind of bullshit. Like, nine in a day was a big day for the whole agency anyway. Like, right. Like, we'd get between sort of three and maybe seven on a, you know. With how many girls working? Um, no more than two at once. Okay. Usually. Okay. So that's a wee bit fair. If you had seven or eight working for three or four people coming in, that would get a bit... A bit shitty, I imagine. Because you're only getting paid on what you're working Yeah, on. yeah, so it's commission only sales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I've done the nine bookings and mm -hmm. yeah, Dave was like, off you go. And I was like, thank you because I'm, I'm pretty done, just sort of yeah. worn out. Because they were like, one after the other between, you know, <laughs> ten and, and five. And yeah. five was when I finished. Right. Um, so I thought that was kind yeah, of... Yeah, that's a solid effort. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell me about it. I was... You know, stopping down by lunch and the receptionist is telling me. Oh, you're going to say stopping down something oh, else. <laughs> Having lunch and the receptionist is saying, oh no, she's just in a booking. She's going to have sausages here. for lunch. No. <laughs> I don't remember. I actually, that was a mash. It was after. Because <laughs> I remember that face so clearly. <laughs> um, and I can laugh about it now. Um, but in the moment, I was sort of like, 
how dare he tell me that I'm not working hard enough? Because mm. I'm working really fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and the other that's one, rough. probably a little more seriously, um, was <laughs> um, when I was working in a club in Auckland, um, and I had a guy who was getting pretty rough, and he wasn't. Um, Kept trying not to use a condom and all that sort of thing, and then right. ended up asking me to go and get another girl to join us. And I found another girl. When I brought him into her into the room to meet him, he asked her for drugs, and wow. I was sort of like, oh, I'm really not interested no, in being a I part of this. And um, and yeah, ended up cutting the booking short. But then when I was trying to clean up the room, he wouldn't leave. Um, it really got into my head, and then I ended up losing a bit of my my money as well from that booking, yeah, which sure. really fucking sucked. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I've gone back to that club and I, yeah, and that on the night it sort of really struck a chord with yeah. me and I, I had to go back to my hotel for the night. So do you sort of, when you were working in, in New Zealand, like you are now, do you just sort of do away trips for a weekend or something like that and do guest, for like a better term, guest appearances at other... Yeah, something like that. So it's, we, we tour, mm-hmm. that's what we say, we tour. Um, so you're like a musician. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I make some interesting noises. <laughs> and I had to say you, that. You said that just as drink. I was taking a drink of cider. Jesus Christ. No, it was intentional. <laughs> yeah, of course it fucking was. <laughs> oh yeah, so um, whenever I am in Auckland for whatever reason, um, I've been up for uh, concerts. Yep. And I've just gone a few days early or stayed a few days late and worked the weekends at this club. No, fair um, enough. And yeah, it's Go up, spend money, and then make it back. Yeah, yeah, make the trip pay for itself. Yeah. Um, and some, I guess. So, I, I had a flatmate for a while who was who was a sex worker as well. Um, and he used to, biologically she identifies as he, okay. which is fine. Um, and he used to go on, on trips as well. And he found he made a lot more money on those trips as opposed to just working here in Christchurch. Did you find the same sort of thing? Or? Um, it depends on where you're going. So Auckland is a huge city Yeah. and people are, are for lack of a better phrase, in and out. Right. Uh-huh. Nah. Uh, um, so you get a lot of business people and all that. So the club like the club I work at will do, you know, dozens and dozens of bookings in a, in a night shift. Right. Um, you know, a slow night, a slow Saturday night is 100 or 120 bookings. Jeez. Between sort of 20 bills. Right. Um, which is great for the girls. Yeah. Um, if you go somewhere, um, one of my coworkers is, is has been going to Greymouth. Weird. Yeah, you'd you'd think. So she gets to the Airbnb, which I think is quite funny. That's amazing. And advertises in the paper, and because there aren't either either no girls there or not many, and they're probably um, a bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, any new girls that come along, they'll you know jump on this. So. <laughs> Yeah, they will. <laughs> yeah, so she does really well there, and I've heard this about places like even Timaru or Ashburton, mm-hmm. um, where there aren't that many oh, girls working. Where, where my flatmate used to go, he used to go to Wellington quite a lot. I've heard good things Wellington about Wellington. Was quite good, and Queenstown as well. Yeah, I can see that. I haven't been, I I haven't worked in Wellington. I'd like to, because mm-hmm. um, a friend of mine has just moved there, but I haven't got around to it yet. Yes. So it's on the cards? Yeah, I'd think so, because a lot of the big clubs are really interested in touring girls, because I guess like, the regular clients are a bit of We've got something different. Yeah, because right? yeah. often, you often have regular clients that come in weekly even, or fortnightly, yeah. and they'll see, 
um, they might have a regular worker or they might, you know, see the newest girl or they might see a current girl or whatever. Yep. That kind of thing. No, fair enough. That makes sense. Everyone wants the new spice of life, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I guess what a lot of people wonder, and I've sort of wondered this as well, how does work for you differ to sex in your personal life or your, your personal relationships or Yeah, or um, most, to be honest, most of the time I've been working I've been single. Okay. Um, I've had a couple of relationships, um, like the one I was talking about when I first got into it, mm -hmm. um, and kept those pretty separate in that um, with that partner, I was having, you know, non-vanilla sex, mm -hmm. um, and then at work, it's pretty vanilla. Right. Um, it's very... Um, so are you always quite vanilla at work, or...? Yeah, I mean, it comes it comes up sometimes, mm -hmm. um, but not that often, especially in Christchurch. Mm -hmm. um, there's not that much on the market for kinky work or anything <laughs> like that. What? what I find <laughs> hilarious about that is I know a lot of kinky people in this town. Yeah. Yeah, but they um, probably aren't being sex workers, that's the thing. Yeah, fair point. But even then, though, I think a lot of people are, for lack of a better term, they're, they're kinky, but they're not recognising it. Or, yeah. Or, or they fight against it, or, or yeah. something like that. And the, the clients that I've had that are interested in a bit of kink are people that, it's, it's funny, they, they seem to think that they're pretty high profile, but I wouldn't right. throw a virus on. <laughs> Um, so they're the ones that are seeing sex workers because if they say join scene or whatever, they um, get noticed and they it get could noticed, get outed. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, that, and that's a concern for them. Yeah, that exactly. makes sense. Not not like the people who decided to have um, have relations in a building with clear windows with a bar across the road a couple of years ago. Yeah. Do you remember I that? I do. I do. <laughs> that was amazing. <coughs> it wasn't a sex worker or anything like that. It was just the no. no. guy and his secretary. Both of them, no, one of them married, the other one engaged. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, unlucky. No, I feel <laughs> sorry for them more than anything because, I mean, they were just having their own time and then people decided that they were gonna... I mean, they kept the lights on. That's true. <laughs> Obviously there was a bit of a bit of a rush that they could get caught. And then they did. <laughs> and then they <laughs> Which did. Which is not what you want, really. No. So anyway, back to the differences. Right, yeah. So um, the other relationships I've had, uh, one of them was with a woman, actually, and she ended up working as well. Right. Which is quite interesting. Not at the same place as me. Um, I was going to say, because that can make some fun by doubles. Yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> I'd say that. There's, um, I've always managed to get um, clients, I trade secrets, but um, sometimes the clients will be like, oh, you know, what are you, what are you like, what would make you happy, and I'd always, you know, all coy, be like, oh, there's, you know, this girl that works here that I've got a crush on, like, it would be cool to check a cup in the room, and, and um, that's worked <laughs> So basically times. earning money for your friend as well. Yeah, and my, she was my best friend, um, her and I actually worked together for a while. Amazing. Um, so that was very good. <laughs> but yeah, so this ex, um, yeah, ended up working in a different place mm -hmm. because I, I I do that when I meet people in my personal life and end up talking about it, often they get interested. And if they've ever been thinking about it, they'll jump on me like, how do I do it? Because I want to do it. Yeah. Introduce me kind of thing, which is quite <laughs> cool because if you're interested in it, um, there are safe ways to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Lot like a lot of things, I guess. Especially like you touched on King briefly. If you're getting into King, fucking don't watch fucking Fifty Shades of Grey for starters. Um, 
Oh, I've got an interview later on with another girl who's um, done something to do with that. I can't remember what it was, but that, right. yeah, that'll be interesting. I I haven't seen the films at all. I it's probably a good thing. Tried to Save read yourself. them. Tried to read them. I couldn't. Probably got two or twelve pages in. Um, do you know what's amazing? The erotica that I write is better than that shit. Yeah. It's difficult, you know. It's yeah. really difficult to be better than that. <laughs> You're not wrong there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the, the smart little 14 year old me was writing a couple of better than that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> what surprised me most about the whole Fifty Shades phenomenon thing is how many people actually got into kink because of it. And an amazing thing about this, I'm not sure if you know about this, it actually got Britain out of a recession because all of the women went out and bought sex toys. What? Literally, sex brought Britain out of a recession. That's amazing. <laughs> but. It's a terrifying way to move into something like that because the original Fifty Shades was abuse. Oh yeah. Flat fucking abuse. Yeah, everything I've heard she about was, it. She was terrified. She was scared. She was, you know, yeah. did not want to be there. It sounds, yeah, from what I've seen, I I saw some of the first film and yeah, it just looked pretty horrific. Um, even, even in the books though as well. Really? Yeah. Basically, this guy's kidnapped this poor girl oh my God. and is putting it under the proviso of kinky but is basically just predatory romance isn't yeah. it that's the, yeah. the term that people are using yeah that's um, a good way to put it but then I, I haven't seen them and so I'm not sure whether I yeah. can comment on yeah but um, yeah from what I've heard and from what, what mm. I've seen online and stuff it's not pretty horrific so, obviously we touched on the kink side of things as, as part of this personal versus <laughs> sex work life. What are you into? What am I into? Good question. Um, to be honest with you, um, I'm not too sure at the moment. Okay. Because I've been working um, and haven't really had much of a relationship outside of work. Well, that can change. It can change. Quit <laughs> it. Why though? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so I have dabbled in like scenes in Christchurch and mm-hmm. when I was in the UK. Um, I do a lot of um, rope and mm-hmm. some impacts and that sort of thing. Dabbled in some like tens and all yep. of that. Um, kind of liked it but wasn't too sure. What's tens? Because I don't know. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> No, but the people might not. I'm sure you can explain it better than I can, because all I can think of is just like zappy pads. The <laughs> pads you put on you and they zap you. So okay. You should probably. Explain. Yeah. So so tens is. What does it stand for? Fantastic question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it stands for. Um, but what it basically is, and it used to be used for for massage and things like that, is is its original use, where it would activate the muscles. Through electricity and send little. Right. Excuse me. <laughs> add a wine and a few ciders now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it sends <laughs> electrical pulses basically. So back and forth pulse through your muscles, um, which originally was used for for um, loosening up the muscles and mm-hmm. and stress relief and all of that sort of thing. And then kinky fuckers got involved with it. 
And as, as we do, I think we prompted a lot of things yeah. to turn them to our <laughs> own purpose. Well, well one, of, one of my toys is literally, it used to be an electric plus water, and now it's just got two points on the end that you jam things with, <laughs> and it electrocutes them. Uh, um, so, yeah, Kinks has thought, hmm, I wonder how close we can get this to genitalia. For starters, <laughs> is how it first started. And now that and now there's all different kinds of things that you can do where it will only work. Like there's one scene that I've seen um, where it will only work if your foot is actually touching like a piece of tinfoil because the clamps from the tens are attached to the tinfoil. And because right. there's nothing, there's no contact there, it just runs through that. But the moment you set your foot on it, oh wow, it, it goes through. You set up some interesting stuff with that then. Yeah, I mean, well, I've got. You actually just saw the video of all, all of my toys <laughs> uh, earlier on, um, and there was one thing, <laughs> you, you sort of pulled away and were quite shocked <laughs> at it, and, which was... pun? Uh, <laughs> yes. These, these, shh, these people don't know that I'm punny. Shh. I don't share puns on my personal social media all the time. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so, yeah, you're quite shocked that you saw <laughs> tens chuckering. Shock, shock I'm gonna keep... No, no, I mean, I, I mean, it's not something I'd seen before. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, I knew it existed. Rule 34. Rule 34, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah, I just, um... So, right, yeah, I don't know what, what it surprised is. surprised that I would own it, or...? I think that was more what it was, yeah. I'm curious about that. Why does that surprise you? I don't know. I, I don't. I've been away from kink in the scene for a long time. And um, to be fair, we probably haven't, like, we've never done anything kinky together either, no. so we've not really had conversations around not really. that side of things either, which wholeheartedly <laughs> depresses me. Oh, bless. Wow. <laughs> I'm sure they can rectify it. Yeah, just for the listeners, I've always had a crush on Riley here, but <laughs> it's never been reciprocated, so... <laughs> That's where all of this is me still trying come from, but it'll be rebuffed and that's okay. I guess. Jeez. <laughs> Listeners, if you want, if you want Riley to do something with me, put it, put it down here. Oh my god. <laughs> we'll peer pressure can. into it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Peer pressure. Shall we ask your message? That's fine. We're poly, so it's all right. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually said because she left for holiday today I said right. go and te- teach Devin how to fuck <laughs> <laughs> and, and, as she left so yeah there's no issues on that side of things anyway yeah, okay. uh, we were talking about tents uh, yeah, yeah you were and then we got off topic again Funny that. I cannot remember what I was saying about them but uh, yeah, cockering. The yeah, the cockering, which feels fucking amazing, by the way. Uh-huh. My God. Um, I've also got the 10 butt plug, mm-hmm. so you can have electric electric shocks coming through your butthole. Right, yeah, which, I've not done any of that. I haven't done any which, of the sort of sexual 10 stuff, because mm-hmm. I'm more... Um, it was more on my back or on my chest. Yeah, so it's more sensual. More yeah. sensual stuff. Sensual and pain, yeah. yeah. Um, so... The, the thing with the with the butt plug is obviously there's a whole bunch of nerve endings around your butthole, right? Yeah. That's why it feels so good when rim jobs happen. It's like, oh, 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 o
Never a save. Never a save. Wow. You're don't, a, you're don't, a, no, don't, no, don't shout on you being like. No, no, no. I'm not saying okay. I'm. Go, I'm not saying I'm gonna do it or anything like that. I'd love to, but <laughs> no. It because of all the nerve endings right. around there, it actually does feel absolutely amazing. And to have the electrode going up there and then shocking and pulsing through right. that is is a whole another thing. Because my my tense machine has about 250 different settings. Probably more than that. <laughs> okay. Because you can you can change the speed of a pulse and the, how strong the pulse is and what kind of pulse is happening, whether it's a slow growth and retract and do all sorts of things with mine. So if you think right. of all of those sensations going on at the same time, you know, with your because I've got labia clips for it as well and yeah. nipple clamps for them as well. Look, these people know I'm a slut. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> or at least they should by now. I hope so. Um, but yeah, so there's so many different things that you can you can do with tens that are really amazing. But you've got to be very very careful, okay? Mm -hmm. So with tens, they tr the electricity. So if you're using pads, for example, because you, yeah. you talked about the pads on your chest and you're on your back and things like that. Yeah. You've got to make sure with tens if you're doing it, you can't have the pads cross your center line. Right, so if yeah. you think of the center line of your body, yeah. and that's because it can travel across vital organs. I see. Right? Yeah. So you can have them on your chest on one side because yeah, it's just traveling down in a line. Two, one yeah. on each side. And so then, it's yeah. all, on, all on one side. Though, yeah. right? So it's not traveling across yeah. you know, your heart, or any, especially your heart, because obviously electricity heart, boom, yeah, see you later. Yeah. Um, so you've got to be really careful with that. Like You couldn't put one pad on one hand and one pad on the other, because it's going to go straight through your arm, through your chest, and then to the other one. Mm. So it's all one big circle, and it's going between those pads. Mm -hmm. So that if anybody out there is wanting to try tens, do it with somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing, <laughs> because you genuinely could die. Genuinely could. Okay. And that's part. That, no, that's part of the excitement of it. Really? Yeah, because I'm at a point now where it sounds morbid, but it's actually a really good thing. I'm not scared to die. No, I can, I can I'm, I, I've done a lot in my life, mm -hmm. and I'm very happy with what I've done. There's still a lot of things I want to do, yeah. but I've done a lot more than what a lot of other people my age have. So, if I die, then I die. Yeah. It's not a big yeah. thing for me. I'm not saying that I'm suicidal or anything like that, or I want to go out and, yeah. you know, intentionally harm myself or kill myself or anything like that. It's just, I have no fear of it. But the endorphins that you get from something that could kill you or could cause you damage, that's hot. For me, personally. Interesting, yeah, I can understand. So, what's the weirdest thing you're into? I've obviously <laughs> just talked about all my electro shit. What's the um, weirdest thing that you, or maybe not into now, but what you have been into that you maybe didn't think you would be or is a little bit <laughs> out there? Or Um,. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> i put you on the spot now, haven't I? Yeah, it, this you wasn't have. in the notes. It was not. Um... Oh, no, I can, I can I see those know, thoughts being around. It's just what is weird. We'll start right? rattling things what? off that, that people might think aren't the know, regular you're, person. You're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know my listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. 
you know, obviously you said you're into rope, which is a big thank you. Not something that I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had this conversation a couple of times. I can't do rope because I... the time. A lot of people say it's two, time. Two things. Right? Two things. I have the unfortunate tr- uh, personality traits that I'm impatient and right. I'm a perfectionist. Right. So I need to do something right very quickly. Yeah. You can't do that with rope. It gets too yeah, dangerous. Definitely, yeah. Definitely gets too dangerous. And that's why in the video that you saw, and I'll, I'll post the video up as well uh, for other people to see. There's no rope, but there's a lot of restraints. Yeah. Quick one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to sit there and perfect restraints. You can just boom, boom, cool. You can't move. <laughs> Let's have fun. Um, and yeah, just purely because I could potentially be a little too dangerous for my liking if I did go and do rope. Yeah. So, obviously, impact, you said. How heavy are we talking? Are we talking chains? Um, are we talking blood? Well, it's mostly at the top. Right, um, okay. So, because I, I don't think I'd describe myself as dominant, but definitely sadistic. Um, so... <laughs> I can sort of say... It's so easy to put you off, it's great. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So you were saying it's usually as a top. Yeah, yeah, and um. So it depends on on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. So I can play as heavy as like right. I'm sort of into. Would you consider yourself masochistic in any way? Um, so somebody who takes pain. With the right person, probably. Okay. Um, but I would enjoy it because they would enjoy it. Right. So it's not for your own personal pleasure. No. Um, okay. Um, and I think those things, like what you were asking before about the way that my work impacts my sex life is because it's that service. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm used to performing a service for a client yeah. or a customer um, that often will transfer. Right. Um, and the, they, they feed into each other because I've been in a hospital job and I was sort of service-orientated before I got into the industry um, yeah. and enjoy that part of the industry, being able to... Been able to serve. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> make someone happy, and um, for a lot of our clients, it's you know, give them something they wouldn't be able to get normally. Sure. Um, whether that's someone to chat to or a nice yeah. massage or right, right, right. You know, it's more about that kind of thing for a lot of them. Cool. So I guess when you're talking, what are your favourite instruments to use in an impact thing? Hmm. Like I said, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, I have a few different things. Um, I got quite good with vloggers. Mm-hmm. I like to think I'm quite good at them. Got good at making them as well. Yeah. Um, vloggers for me are difficult. Really? Yeah, I don't like vloggers. The reason I don't like vloggers, you know, I can see that question brewing. Yeah. The reason I don't like is I don't have full control. Right. I mean, you vloggers. can. It just takes a lot yeah. of practice. But that comes back to the perfectionist and impatience, right? So that's why I prefer things like canes and and um, um, riding crops, crops, crops. Yeah. Um, because I'm incredibly accurate. Mm-hmm. I can hit the exact same spot twenty times in a row. That's how much of a sadist I am. I will <laughs> sit there and I will whack the exact same spot twenty times in a row, which is fantastic. What's that? For me. <laughs> Yeah, I, 
I'd like to think that I, when at the point that I was doing it, I was good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably be quite rusty now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did also like, you know, crops and probably more crops than came um, just because of the noise. Yeah. Okay, just a flat noise. And then you usually get some kind of you know, verbal feedback. Yeah. It's, it's verbal feedback. <laughs> do, you, do you know what my favourite verbal feedback? Growl. Like a proper. Ah. You motherfucker kind of growl, you know what I mean? Right. And they can't do anything because they're restrained in some way, shape, or form. And they know if they do step out of line, it's only going to get worse. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm not sadistic at all. Bullshit. Now, here's the thing that you probably don't know. I'm not a dominant. Mm. Most people believe that I am. Because that's how I'm, you know, how I put myself up. I switch. Right. So I bottom quite a lot, and I, I sub to the right person quite a lot, um, depending on on the person, of course. Of course. There's one recently that didn't quite work out, but that that happens. Yeah. Um, it was an online thing anyway, so it's not big, not something I invested a whole bunch of stuff into. Um, but yeah, because I'm seen as a dominant, I I work very hard on that side and doing what I do on that side. And I told you a story just before we started about a girl that I was um, mind-fucking a little bit. And now, I think I've spoken about this on another podcast, I can't remember, um, how I'd put two fingers in the air and she'd get aroused. And that sort of stuff, that really, that excites me. Not just sexually, but on a psychological and personal level as well. I get that, the, the sort of satisfaction of having literally classically contracted, like, Classically condition somebody and train yeah. them in that way. Because I'm thinking you you have studied classical conditioning or anything. A like little that. bit, not a lot. A lot of it's as as bad as it may sound. In my early life, I I was very very manipulative, right? right? And it sort of stemmed from that. You know, I could mold people the way that I liked them to be. I can get that. that. Sort of stuff. Um, yeah, when you use the word manipulative, because I often, especially at work, will, will, I will decide how the person's going to feel, and yeah. then I will make them feel that way. Yeah. But I guess yeah, that is manipulation. Mm. And and that's sort of where it stemmed from, as opposed to knowing exactly what I was doing. Yeah. But with this girl, was the first time I knew what I was doing. I see. It was a point to do that. Um, and that was really, really cool for me because I'd changed someone's mind around to how I'd like it. And it was almost like a putty where I could, you know, shape it and mould it and... Sorry, man. Like, that's so hot when you've got somebody in your hand that will literally just melt. Oh! You're right there. Yeah. You need a minute. No. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm not aroused now, like, you'd be able to see if I was. <laughs> not bragging okay. or anything. Huh? Uh-huh. No, I'm not big. I'm not big okay. down there. But you would be able to see. Okay. Keep that in mind. <laughs> I think. How do we get onto my penis? Um. Well, you're not exactly. on my penis. and <laughs> Half the time, it's better if you don't ask nicely. That's <laughs> why you come in. Depends who you're talking to. <laughs> exactly. It depends if it's a submissive or a dominant, <laughs> I suppose. No, here's the thing, though. With submissive, they have to talk to me with respect. There's no two ways about it. They have. I, That's part of their relationship. Well, I, I set out 
very clear expectations quite early on. I have, I literally have a checklist of things that people will and won't do. That's a good way to do it. Yep. So it's a, it's a yes and no and a, oh, haven't tried but will try, yeah. um, have tried and won't try, and a comments box as well. Oh yeah. And it's about thirteen pages long, so it encompasses a lot, and it's so I know exactly where they're at. Yeah. They know exactly where I'm at. And then I've got my actual contract. Okay. And that's purely for safety purposes, so both parties know exactly what's happening. And I've done that with everybody I've played with and everybody I've had any kind of relationship with. Um, there was a person who played I played with once and they still had to fill it up. Um, and that's purely because they know what they're in for and I know what I'm in for. And I think that's uh, an important thing that's overlooked quite a lot when it comes to kink. Because your kinks might not mesh with somebody that you're seeing. Yeah. But you don't know that until you try it and that's when it can go wrong and things can get hurt and feelings can get hurt. And so I'm very, very careful around that as well. That's a good thing. Mm. I'm, have you had anything like that? Or do you just sort of go for it? Um, do you mean it work? Uh, um, no, personal. Oh, right. Because no, um, work, you, you can't really do that. It's a bit of a turn-off, I guess. Yeah. Um, for anything, I definitely, any sort of B&B bookings, I would have a, an introductory booking right. of maybe a massage and then a conversation about what they're actually looking for. Is this person okay to actually do this and do it? Yeah, yeah. And do they have, like... Um, <coughs> You know resources for their emotional safety outside of the booking because you know mm. I can't I can't do aftercare yeah. in an hour booking yeah. and I can't you know I don't have the time or the emotional resources to follow up with someone the next day or whatever yeah, because sure. it's a professional relationship um, so I just make make sure that they know what they're getting in for yeah. as well um, but in my personal life here yeah, definitely lots of negotiations we try mm. to do it over like text or something so yeah, that so it's, all, it's all written down. Yep. Um, so a little bit less formal but it's still the same sort of... Yeah, I mean I've done checklists with people um, but yeah, and there's been a contract at one point that was a very long time ago. Yeah. Um, to be honest, when I was first getting into camp, I had no idea what I was doing because mm-hmm. um, I was 16. Um, well, before I could have gotten into any club. But <laughs> Naughty. Why? Yeah. Well, you can't get into any of the groups. No, here. no. That was, yeah. So, probably a reason why we weren't doing it as well. I mean, not in an unsafe way, mm-hmm. physically, but maybe emotionally unsafe. Yeah. So you didn't know about aftercare and things no, like that? No, no. Then we wondered well, why we neither were Neither did I. <laughs> neither did I when I first started King. It wasn't until I joined the scene a number of years later that I learned about it. Yeah. I was doing King for probably... Eight years before I got So, and you step into the scene. And this is why I always say for new people to go and get involved with the scene, at least for a little bit. Because there are things you're going to learn there that you're probably not going to learn if you go off and do your own thing. Mm. You know, if you go on FetLife and find some dude or some girl or whatever. We have a Google was just BDS and safety. Like, we didn't yeah, think yeah. to do that because we were really sure what we were up to and then we sort of wondered why a couple of days after we 
had a what we didn't realize was a scene why we were fighting why we were you know emotionally turbulent or anything like that yeah. and sort of dissolved the relationship actually which is quite sad but learn from that shit happens yeah right so obviously you got into king at 16 like you said right when did you first start becoming sexually active on your own terms? On my own terms? Um, probably not that far before that. Would have been 15, 16. Right. So that was your virginity or was that? Um, virginity at 16. Mm-hmm. Definitely, like, had to wait in my own head kind of thing. Yep. Um, but I mean, I didn't really have the opportunity before that anyway. And, and what about, um, you know, touching self-masturbation, rubbing up against things? Um, Whatever. Did you start that quite early? Were you sexual quite young? or? Not really. I mean, I probably got into sort of, yeah, I had, a, I had this friend who I met um, through a sports exchange mm-hmm. um, and we ended up texting a lot Right. and that was probably my first like sexual communication Right. Um, and that actually started off <laughs> as very kinky and to this day. Right. Um, you know, ten years later, we're still in contact, um, and you know, we'll sort of throw back to when we were having those conversations, and I'll call him master as a joke every now and then because that was, you know, sort of the dynamic that we had back yeah. then. So the whole master thing is generally like a male thing. Why was this a? Because it was a female that was texting. Is that right? No, no, no it no, was no, a male. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and so. Was that a long distance thing or was it? Yeah, it was. At what age were you? Oh, I would have been probably 14. 14? And, <laughs> and, and that's when you started? Real, yeah, realizing that. Um, or had, I don't think start? I actually ever, like, actually masturbated about all of that, but I did enjoy the conversations we were having. Right, so it but got you aroused, but you didn't, didn't really know go what, any further. what to do about that. No, okay. I think I probably had my first orgasm by myself. Mm-hmm. 17. 17. Yeah. So after you lost your virginity. Yeah. Wow. Hey. And was that was <laughs> that penetration or was that clitoral? That was clitoral. So is that has that followed through till now or? Yeah. Is, so can you only bit... orgasm from clitoral stimulation or? Yeah. That's quite common, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and it's it's really funny. Um, when I was 17 and I was, you know, I I can't even remember. Um. What I was looking at something or reading something or watching them, I remember having it and then going, oh my god, realizing what had happened. I had to call my boyfriend at the time. I had to tell him about it. Amazing. So proud of myself. But I mean, the first boyfriend I had, I mean, I probably had my first orgasm just after I turned 17. So, like, I mean, but it's. I've heard stories of women who've had babies before they've had orgasms. Wow. Which is, that sounds wholly depressing. Yeah, I think it was uh, the previous generation more than us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, there, there's too much education for us now not to be able to. Yeah, exactly. I, I remember when, and, and I think I've spoken about this elsewhere as well, is um, when I first masturbated, when I first, you know, um, when I first came, when I first orgasmed. I thought I was the only guy in the world oh, who'd known that, who who found out this magical thing that made me feel so good, you know. And I was like, "Oh, I'm a genius!" I'm, <laughs> you know, this feels so good. Why haven't guys been doing this before? Oh, and boy. <laughs> I found out pretty quickly I was wrong. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was very, very wrong about that. But, like, the house I grew up in, we didn't have the internet until I was at puberty anyway, and then we had dial-up. Yeah. So 56, probably a lot of the people who listen to this, I imagine it's going to be a decent amount of young people, will not have a clue as to how bad dial-up was. We're, we're, we're talking three or four minutes for one photo to show yeah, up. I do remember that, but I mean, I only remember, like, having to, you know, ask mum if I can, if she doesn't need the phone for the next hour, <laughs> yeah. so that I can play RuneScape. Like, I didn't go for... Can you play RuneScape on dial-up? Yeah. How bad would that have been? Uh, it was, as it was just coming out, so it was made for dial-up. Right, guess, okay. This is a long time ago. <laughs> How old do you feel? <laughs> you're just feel pretty old right I'm now. Older, I'm older than you, though. Yeah. You're 24, yeah. right? Yeah, so I'm four years older than you. I'm almost 30. I turned 29 uh, in less than two months. Oh, dear. No, no, yeah, no, just over two months. That's depressing, man. Let me tell you, as she checks her phone for her multiple Tinder Tinder chats. No. Yes. It is, isn't it? No. Show me. Show me. Snapchat. Okay. Who knows what's on those Snapchat there? Words, probably. <laughs> words? Well, one of them is a person that's typing. It's going to be... It's be words. Yeah. It's not nearly as exciting as I was trying I'm to make sorry. out. I'm this, sorry. This is a podcast. You could have made it anything you wanted I'm to. Sorry. Okay. You could have said that Leonardo DiCaprio had sent you a dick pic, <laughs> and they would have listened, and it would have been great. He sorry, said I'm no. Just a it's sex words. Worker. Just a boring <laughs> sex worker. <laughs> Fucking hell. And a dry spell. <laughs> <laughs> So, it, you've been working recently though, haven't you? No. Yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't count, does it? It doesn't, no. So, you've been in a dry spell in your personal. <laughs> yeah. And we're, how long are we talking? Uh, well, it's what, mid June? Yep. Say January? Wow. Why though? Ah, just. But is it by choice or? No, I, I'd say it's a mixture of, of being busy, uh, lack of opportunity, um, and I sort of have hey. a. Hey, hey. Hey. Um, I'm talking. I'm, I'm going to start knocking. I'm talking. Because it's opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I feel that in order for someone to, you know, give me informed consent to have sex with me, they need to know what I'm doing yeah. for work. Yeah. Um, and that's an awkward conversation to bring up. Yeah. So, um, you know, it doesn't really fly on Tinder or. Yeah, anything right. like that and I just sort of am never really sure how to approach it um, right. so the the person that I was seeing over the summer is someone I've known for years who's known about my work and, yeah. and obviously didn't mind um, but yeah yeah I just, yeah that's not not easy to find someone that's going to be okay with it at this age um, <laughs> because uh, from what I've found a lot of guys my age can be a little bit, uh, also possessive, or they don't quite understand how it's different from sex. Mm -hmm. Sex work is being different from yeah, of course. Sex, and then the fact that it is work. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't quite figured that out yet. Um, yeah. So you like the older dudes? <laughs> is that what you're saying here? 
not quite. <laughs> the more just I've got more. Sh I've got other shit to do. So <laughs> right. So what is your guy? What is? Who is your guy? You know, or girl? I guess for you. Ideally. Ideally, I don't really know. If you um, if you could make up your dream person, what would they have? They're thinking about it now. Yeah, no, tough. not easy. Um, I don't know. It's a it's a personality thing more than sort of trying to think of like there are some people really like plums, but I'm not. Um, no, it's not a physical thing. No, no, and I'm sort of I say pansexual. Yeah, where it's the person more than yeah, sure. you know, what's going on downstairs. Um, just sort of you're open-minded and, and kind, which is well, that actually. explains it. Yeah, that's, there it is. That's my issue. I'm standing. Well, uh, I've heard um, a friend of mine, uh, her mum is an Uber driver. Right. And um, that's my friend obviously knows about Fake my fancy. work. No, my friend knows about my work. Right. And she was saying to me um, when I was with the you know, three of us, um, her mum said, that when she sees people hitchhiking, she goes, oh, you know, why would I pick this person up? Like, why would I do that for free? And I'm yeah. just sitting there going, well, that's how I feel about dating. Like, why would I have shit sex for free? Mm. When I can... When you already have shit sex and <laughs> being paid for it? But, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Um, so when you look at someone, do you think you're going to be shit at sex or what? No, no. It's, it's not like shit sex is a bit of a... So what what you're saying is the connection needs to be there for the sex to be good. Yeah, or for you to know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I get you. And it's very difficult to connect with someone in an intro, which is where you go out and you maybe shake their hand and you say, "Hi, I'm Riley," and they say they might say their name or they might just look at you with wide, deer and headlight eyes because they're so nervous <laughs> about being in a place like that. And then there's me. <laughs> hey, you. And I mean, occasionally you get you do click with someone, yeah. whether you've got something in common or whether you, mm -hmm. um, you know, if I get an English client, then you know I can start a conversation about you know, where they're yeah, from, yeah, absolutely, and all that sort of thing. Um, but often mm -hmm. it is very much a, a um, the my my coworker likes to call them um, wham bam thank you ma'am kind of, you know, yeah, very quick looking with the little conversation. <laughs> Thought that was going somewhere else for a moment. And that's why I found it's important in, in my own life to be uh, an active participant in yeah. the sex that I'm having. Yeah, sure. Because um, otherwise I do feel kind of like it's a service. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't go so far as to say being you, mm -hmm. but it, it's a little bit, you know, a little it's, bit of those yeah, sort of connotations where you're paying for the service that you are providing. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, I think we'll we'll wrap that up there. Um, it's been a great chat for you. Thank you for yes. coming in, Riley. It's been really, really good, really fun. Yes. Um, I hope I haven't scared you too <laughs> much. Um, but yeah, um, thanks again.
Wow, what a lot of fun that was. Uh, it's always really great to talk to Riley again. Uh, it's always really, really fun. We get along really, really great. So it's something that I that I truly enjoy every time we get a chance to catch up. Um, yeah, obviously went through a lot of topics. Uh, what I found really interesting was around the sex work in different countries. Is is yeah, I didn't realise the sort of rule changes and the the protection that women get here in New Zealand compared to the UK even, like we were talking about there. Um, that that's kind of crazy for me. And yeah, I, I still think it'd be very very difficult to differentiate sex in your personal life to sex work. I guess it just comes down to, um, for me, I guess it just comes down to the connection that you have with the person. But in saying that, if you have a regular coming through, then that could be quite interesting as well. But I digress. No doubt we'll have Riley back on again at some point um, to talk some more crazy stories and, and, and all of that sort of stuff. So that should be fun. For now, uh, do follow us on all the socials. Again, uh, I said it at the start of the pod, I'll say it again now. We do have the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at the A Slot uh, Podcast. So, yeah, facebook.com slash the A Slot Podcast, etc., etc. Uh, on SoundCloud, the A Slot Podcast. On iTunes as well now, the A Slot Podcast. And if you do want to talk to me, if you do want to open a dialogue and have some, have some chats and whatnot, you can email me as well on the podcast at gmail.com or just message on any of those, any of those uh, social media forums. Once again, thank you all for listening. If you made it all the way through, I'm really, really grateful that you are. And, um, yeah, we will see you next week. Bye now.